Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for downloading today's episode. Today is January 28th. And on this day in 1978, keyboardist John Gosling quits the Kinks. Uh, he had originally auditioned for them during the sessions for Lola, the single, not the album, in 1970. And you can actually hear his keyboard parts on that record from his audition. Uh, after the Kinks had done a short little tour of America, a couple tours of America, I think, kind of to reintroduce themselves um, after their ban from America. They decided they needed to add a keyboardist to their touring group. And Gosling would end up being a you know critical member of the band for eight years. Um, his work during his tenure with the Kinks is all over their early and mid seventies um, songs. You know, he's featured in spots. He is the anchor of the song. He's, uh, you know, he's doing piano and organ. You know, he's, he's a critical component to their sound at that time. He left towards the end of the misfits sessions. And I've talked about this. He's in interviews. Um, well, after the fact has talked about this, but he was growing tired of the constant overdubbing and re-recording during sessions. And so he just, he left. Um, did some other musical projects that obviously didn't compare to the Kinks' success. And then uh, eventually just ran a music shop. So that's uh, on this day in 1978, um, John Gosling leaves the Kinks. Um, today, though, we're talking about a Beatles song. I want to hold your hand. Maybe one of their most famous songs of all time. You know, I would if you're making a list of their ten most famous songs, you have to put "I Want to Hold Your Hand" near the top of the list. It was their first American number one song. This is this is the song that brought us the British invasion. It was released November 29th, 1963, backed with "This Boy" in the UK. And on December 26, 1963, back with I Saw Her Standing There in the United States. Now, if you go back and listen to our episode about She Loves You, I talk about how She Loves You is the song that saved rock and roll. Um, but I think I also mentioned that I Want to Hold Your Hand was like the gateway drug. This is for American audiences at the time who were listening to um, teen idols and pop crooners because the rock and rollers were all in jail or the army or, or what, for whatever reason, um, this song, I want to hold your hand is a straight ahead rock and roll song, but it's a little bit more accessible. It's not, um, quite as driving rock as she loves you is, uh, the lyrics are very sweet. I want to hold your hand. You know, please say to me, you'll let me hold your hand. I mean, these are very sweet uh, lyrics that not many people, even in 1963-64, could really get offended by. So this is really the gateway drug. Um, and it was, like I said, it was their first American number one single. And it was replaced on the charts by She Loves You 
which had come out before and did nothing and then had a resurgence after I Want to Hold Your Hand was such a hit. So that was their one-two punch. They It, it replaced one song with the other. And that was their one-two punch in America. It was opposite in the UK. Pre-sales for this uh, record were so huge in the United Kingdom that the song should have debuted at number one on the charts, but it couldn't because She Loves You was already at number one. Even though it had already been a hit in the past, it kind of had a resurgence as Beatlemania was really taking over. They were getting some increased media coverage. Um, she Loves You pops back into the charts, goes up to number one. And so it took I Want to Hold Your Hand two weeks to knock She Loves You off the charts. But once it did, it stayed on the top 50 for 21 weeks. And, you know, a lot gets said about, you know, the Beatles in this time period, they had that run where they had five or six of the top, the top five or six songs on the charts and all this kind of stuff. I would like to look at any given day in 1964 once Beatlemania had really hit and and they were big in America any given day how many songs they had in the top 50 uh, it's incredible and and when you consider what you had to do to get a song uh in the top of the charts back then you know, this is pre-streaming. This is we're not talking about you know fifty thousand copies will get you in the top five. They had to sell millions of copies of these things um, to a smaller population. So it's really something. Um, it's the first record by the Beatles recorded on a four-track machine, and this allows for overdubs and a true stereo mix. So up till this point. They were very limited on, on what they could do in the studio. And so now they've already started being able to expand on their sound, on their techniques in the studio. Um, so this was the first one. It was recorded October 17th, 1963. Two sessions were scheduled for that day. One was from 2.30 to 5.30, and the other was from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So basically, they were going from 2.30 in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night with a little dinner break in there. But during that time, a relatively short time, they recorded their first Christmas record, or at least part of the Christmas record. I don't know if it got finished or not. They took uh, three or four takes of You Really Got a Hold on Me. They did All of I Want to Hold Your Hand, and they did This Boy. And 17 takes were recorded. For I Want to Hold Your Hand, but the song was so rehearsed that there's not a ton of difference between the early takes and the later takes um, that we eventually hear. Uh, mono and stereo mixing was done a few days later on the 21st. The stereo mix at that point had no intended use. They were mixing it for mono for the single, and they weren't putting it on an album because that wasn't what they did at the time. So at the point of its first stereo mixing, they were just doing it for to have it in the can mixed. Um, and then January 29th, 1964, which would be 56 years ago tomorrow. So I guess I have to find a different fact for tomorrow's uh, podcast. The band went to France and overdubbed German language lyrics. Now, they didn't go to France to do this. They were in France for like seven or ten days. 
And um, the German record company said, we can't sell this single without German lyrics. So they went into the studio. They um, re-recorded She Loves You with German lyrics. But they brought with them the two track. They made a copy before they came over and brought with them the backing track that they recorded in London. And so I Want to Hold Your Hand, they did. It's uh, uh, Come Give Me Your Dinah Hand. And you can hear that. It's on Past Masters. Um, and during that session, there's a little side note. So they do the German lyrics for I Want to Hold Your Hand. They had a, a German tutor there. So they, you know, recorded their own song in a different language. Redid She Loves You. And then still had time during that session to put down four takes of Can't Buy Me Love, which was a new song. And in those four takes, it went from a bluesy song kind of like um, She's a Woman and turned into the song, the up-tempo pop song that we know now. In four takes, at the end of a session that was, for all intents and purposes, not intended to record new material. Um. So that's I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's uh, harmonically not crazy. Um, the amazing thing with this song is how many hooks there are. And one hook in particular that everybody knows, it's one of those hooks that even though it's uh, an instrumental hook, we all sing along to it. If a band covers it and doesn't play it, it is blasphemous. Um, and I know you all know what I'm talking about. That little bass line. Now, I was thinking about it before I recorded today. There are not a lot of rock songs to this point. We're talking late 1963 that use the bass guitar as one of the delivery methods of a good hook. Motown does it. You know, we had a... You know that opening to My Girl? They knew how to use the bass for a hook, but I can't think of a ton, if any, um, rock songs to that point that were using bass. And I don't think that speaks to Paul's innovation as a rock bass player. I think that speaks more to his admiration for guys like James Jameson, who were doing the Motown stuff, because he's he's on the record several times as citing him as, a, as an influence. And I think that influence is making its way into this song, which is also a great way, like I said, to be the gateway to She Loves You, is you've got this thing that kind of appeals to everybody. If you're a rock and roll fan, you like this song on its surface. If you're a Motown fan, you like this song because it has that little bit of Motown in it. And that's, that's uh, I don't think, intentional marketing on their point. You know, they were just writing a song and doing cool things that they were picking up from all these different sources they're listening to, but it happens to work. So the song's in G. Um, it's a little high for me to sing, so probably not going to sing much on this one. So one chord to four chord, and then, I'm sorry, five chord, a D. And then we do that riff. So he hits the root of the D chord, goes down a half step, back up, up a half step, and then up a half step to E, which is the new chord, E minor. So he's using this little trick just to go from five to six. 
one, five, six. Um, but it's a cool shift. Now six, um, with any, any key, um, one and six are related. So if we're in the key of G, G major, that has one sharp in it. The key of G major has an F sharp. The key of E minor also has one sharp. So every major key has uh, a relative minor that they share the same key signature. So if you look at a piece of music and the key signature has one sharp, you are either in G major or E minor, which is the six. So he, what's cool about this is they're doing one to five, then E minor, the sixth chord, and then he follows it with a B7, which is the dominant in E minor. So it's a five of six. So by doing that little that little riff, he's kind of reestablishing a key change uh, on the third chord of the song. Because temporarily, we are pretty grounded in E minor. Granted, it's two chords. We've gone from one to five in G, and then one to five in the relative minor. And then we go back. And then four, five, one, six, four, five, one. That's it. And then we've got the bridge, uh, D minor seven, which is not in the key of G. Um, we are, for the bridge, kind of floating back to C major, which has no flats and sharps. D minor seven would be a two to a five G chord, to a one, to a six, that, uh, that relative minor again, Back to two, five, one. And then there, they're doing back, even though we've kind of shifted in, in the bridge to the key of C, by doing that opening riff, uh, which is C to D, which is also four to five in our original key. So they're shifting us back into the key of G. So it's just full of hooks, harmonically, lyrically, um, the little guitar licks that George is throwing in there. And it's one of those tunes, as much as I'd love to hear George uh, rip into a guitar solo on this one, where would you put it? So his little inflections here and there are perfect for the song, because what else would he have done? You know, wouldn't a guitar solo have made it a better song? Who knows? You know, might have made it a little bit too long for 1963-64 radio airplay. So that's I Want to Hold Your Hand. Um, classic song. You can listen to it, obviously, anywhere you want. But um, if you want to hear the songs that we talk about on the podcast before we talk about them, I put them all up on a playlist on Spotify. You can check them out there. If you go to herohabit.com um, under the podcast button, You'll see Kinks and Beats Daily right there. I've got the Spotify playlist. I've got all of our episodes. I've got links to articles about the Kinks and Beatles that um, have been written on the site. I have a, a full directory 
all their um, uh, catalogs with links to the episodes separated by album. And we've got a way for you to contribute $4 a month to help keep this podcast going and ad-free. So swingbyherohabit.com, click the podcast button and find Kinks and Beats Daily and check out all that stuff. Also, we've got a community there uh, that I'd love to get you all started in conversations. And um, there's not a ton of you there yet, but it's new. And I'm hoping that you will join me and get some good kinks and Beatles and, you know, anything else you want to talk about. The the site is dedicated to sports and pop culture. So really anything along those lines is up for grabs. But there is a group specifically for kinks and beats daily. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for downloading again. And please make sure to swing by iTunes and subscribe and rate and review us. All right. I'll talk to you next time. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.